Once again, welcome. Greetings from Elfie's World. As you know, this is a place where we try to bring a little fun into your life, pique your interest, and maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to learn a thing or two about history. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. Yes, my name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. Now, today, we're presenting another program from our collection entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, these are true stories which have often either been, well, totally overlooked or <laughs> sometimes not given quite the attention they deserve by the gurus of history. We're, we're going to leave it to you to decide why they've been so neglected by the annals of time. Now, this program, number five in our weekly series, is entitled The Man Who Saved President Lincoln's Son. So, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Most people agree that few individuals ever came of age under a greater shadow than Robert Todd Lincoln. As the eldest son of the President of the United States, who had led this country through the Civil War and was then assassinated, much must have been expected of him. And though he was quiet and unassuming, in his own way he would lead quite a distinguished life. By 1865, Robert had graduated from Harvard University and was commissioned an officer in the Union Army. Following the death of his father, he resigned his commission as captain in the Army and, with his ailing mother, moved to Chicago. It was there he fulfilled a promise he had made to his father when he began to practice law. In 1868, he married Mary Harlan, and they had three children. It was during this time he also had to make a most difficult decision to commit his mother to an asylum because of her ongoing mental illness. But he was definitely imbued with the same sense of public service his father had always displayed. From 1881 to 1885, under the administrations of Presidents James Garfield and Chester Arthur, he ably served as the Secretary of War. He was also Ambassador to Great Britain from 1889 to 1892, and then went on to become President of the Pullman Company. He would die quietly in 1926 at the venerable age of 83. But he will probably be most remembered as the only person to be connected with the assassination of three different presidents. His father, Chester Arthur, and William McKinley. He was later quoted as saying that he had a self-consciousness concerning a, quote, certain fatality about the presidential function where I am concerned. Throughout everything, however, he always worked tirelessly to protect and preserve the memory of his beloved father. But all this almost never happened. 
It all began sometime in late 1863 or maybe 1864. The, the exact date has been lost to history. Robert was on holiday from Harvard when in New York City he went down to catch a train to Washington, D.C. to visit his parents. As Robert retold in a letter to the editor of the Century magazine, the incident occurred late one night. It seems a rather large group of passengers were standing on the train platform waiting to purchase sleeping car accommodations from the conductor. For the safety and convenience of the passengers, the platform was constructed to be at the same height as the floor of each passenger car. As was almost always the case, there was some crowding, and while waiting his turn, Robert was pressed against the body of one of those train cars. Suddenly, without warning, the train began to move, twisting his legs, dropping him feet first onto an open space onto the tracks, leaving him helpless and endangered of being crushed to death by the moving train. In a split instance, a stranger reached down, grabbed Robert by his coat collar, and pulled him to safety on the platform. Well, recognizing the stranger who, whose face was known to almost everyone of that day, Robert called him by name and expressed his profound gratitude for his life being saved. Now, this story was almost lost to history. Although Robert was very grateful at the time for his rescue, there is no evidence that he ever told his parents, perhaps due to embarrassment, or he may have felt his mother was too frail and his father had too many other worries to be told that he had almost lost his son. Fortunately for historians, months later, Robert, by chance, happened to relate the story of his rescue to a Colonel Adam Badu, who by this time was serving with Robert on General Grant's staff during the Civil War. Badu, having known Robert's rescuer, sent him a letter commending that gallant knight on his life-saving action. And when General Ulysses S. Grant heard of the rescue, he also sent a letter of commendation off to the unlikely hero, praising him for his deed. But who was this hero, this, this person everyone seemed to know and recognize? And why was it so remarkable that he should have saved the life of Robert Lincoln? <laughs> well... As remarkable as it may sound, our hero was none other than Edwin Thomas Booth. That's right, the Edwin Thomas Booth, brother of John Wilkes Booth, the man who would assassinate Robert's father, President Abraham Lincoln. This was the same Edwin Booth who had been recognized as the greatest actor to come from a family of recognized acting legends. But how could that be? Well, here is where the story becomes even more amazing. 
as fate would have it, Edwin Booth was on his way by train to Richmond, Virginia, to visit with his close friend, John T. Ford. Yes, that is the same Ford that owned Ford's Theater in Washington, the site of the assassination of President Lincoln. As one might understand, the assassination of Lincoln almost destroyed Edwin Booth's life. In that one short moment of time, when the president was assassinated, Booth lost a brother, a beloved president, and saw the prestige of his honored family name utterly destroyed. On the day of the assassination, Booth wrote a letter to Henry C. Javitt, manager of the Boston Theater. He told him of his anguish, calling it, quote, the most devastating day of my life. He went on to say, the news of the morning has made me wretched indeed, not only because I have received the unhappy tidings of a, the suspicions of a brother's crime, but because a good man, a mostly justly honored and patriotic ruler, has fallen in an hour of national joy by the hand of an assassin. Much like his tragic father before him, Edwin Booth began to sink into the pit of madness, bringing him to near total despair. And even though he had given up drinking totally in 1863, he once more lost himself in the bottom of a bottle of whiskey. It was only the loving efforts of two of his closest friends that saved him from total madness. They took turns staying close to the brooding actor day and night during his recovery. During this time, only two things were of comfort to Edwin Booth. The writing of his autobiography, which he began in the form of letters to his daughter Edwina, and the knowledge that he had saved the slain president's son from severe injury or death on that train platform just a few years earlier. <laughs> Literally overnight, Edwin Booth's name was so tainted by his brother's foul deed that one New York newspaper predicted that no Booth would ever again be permitted to perform on any American stage. It got so bad he even feared leaving his house after dark. For one long, painful year, he was forced into retirement from his beloved stage. Over time, however, the name of Edwin Booth would once more be restored to greatness because of his unmatchable talent as an actor. In 1869, he premiered in Hamlet at the Booth Theater in New York City. 
Over the next two decades, he continued to be recognized as the premier Shakespearean actor in both America and in England. Having given his final performance of Hamlet in 1891, he died quietly at the age of 59 two years later, on June 7, 1893. Today, at long last, historians merely refer to Edwin Booth as one of America's greatest actors who just happened to be the brother of President Lincoln's assassin. Perhaps someday, someday he will also be remembered as the man who saved the life of President Lincoln's son. Amazing and heroically true. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us. This has been program number five entitled, The Man Who Saved President Lincoln's Son, part of our weekly series entitled, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, every week we will be presenting for your entertainment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of amazing but true tales from history. Now, some of these stories come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. As a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95 or a mere $7 per book. And that includes shipping and handling. Well, for more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram principal editor and provider of Sage Council, Expert Publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Herbert Bolan for his Piano Mood Happy Four. Ninad Simic for Piano Transition. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning. Now, if you would like to hear previously recorded episodes of Elfie's Amazing But True Tales, please go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com. Then click on Elfie the Podcast and select the desired program by name or number. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us. We hope you will be with us again next week for another exciting adventure of Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. And until next time, remember, not only can the reading and studying of history be fun and exciting, but also by the study 
flooding of the past, we can sometimes get an insight into our future. This is Elfie Wolfram reminding you to stay well and stay safe.